Hi, I'm Susie, and I have pink hair. And I'm Alexis, and I'm wearing Crocs. Crocs and a hat covered in pins. And you're listening to Jawbreakers, the universe's best podcast. The universe's best podcast. Every episode, we look at celebrities and musicians to find fun little tidbits and conspiracies you won't see in magazines. We follow snack food mascots like Mr. Peanut and the Keebler Elves to make sure they're staying in their lane. And we do it all while eating candy and hitting jewels. And we do it all while eating candy and hitting jewels. Jawbreakers. <laughs> no, it's fine. Hey everybody, this is Susie, and you're listening to Jawbreakers Podcast. I'm really glad that you're here, and I'm really glad that this month we are featured on the homepage for Spotify Comedy Podcasts, because um, they put together a collection called The Internet is a Joke, and I find that amazing that we somehow landed on there. So, um, thank you for that. This week we are talking about god what was it oh sex pistols because of that new show i haven't seen too too many people talking about this show but it is around it's on hulu and i enjoyed it if you like whatever um whatever weird music faux documentary thing then you're gonna like this we have an episode about pam and tommy that i believe is only available on the patreon which is patreon.com slash Nurmer Nurmer, and you can also become a patron for other reasons, like for weekly cell phone wallpaper downloads, or for fun tips and tricks about animation, whatever, at whatever tier you'd like. But um, that's one way to support us. The other way is just by listening, so thank you. And we also have an Instagram if you want to get in touch that way, it's at Nurmer Nurmer. I suppose we should get right into the episode then. Thanks again for listening, and thanks to Spotify for putting us right up there with um what's his name joe rogan i almost said seth rogan <laughs> yeah we're the next seth rogan happy pride month oh happy pride month do you know who jojo siwa is mm, yes <laughs> she's the face of pride 2022 <laughs> Anybody who would hire her to be gay for money has. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. She's literally the face of Google Pride. <laughs> like, she went in. She is getting paid this month. Wow. Vienna. Leave her alone. Oh, I forgot we're doing this. Come here. Um, have you listened to Same Love oh, by Malcolm Moore yet? You know what I just... <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered that my old phone, the headphones would always fall out. Yeah. And when I went and got a new phone, and they traded in my phone, they were like, he cleaned it out, like where you put in the headphones and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, you know how this plug always falls out? And I was like, yeah, it's so annoying. And then he goes, yeah, all of your phones come with a kit to clean this out. Nice. Thanks, man. Sorry, so I just so remember that that again. won't be an issue. Yeah, at least that's until great. I have to clean this one again. Because <laughs> um, I just got scared moving it. 
and then I... oh and then you realize <laughs> you don't have to be afraid anymore uh sorry have i listened to same love by macklemore this summer this june yeah have you uh no well kind of i saw it on a tiktok you yeah no i of course i've listened to it uh can we talk about oh pittsburgh has this weird alley that's just a bunch of apartments and there's like lights and art on the wall and you can i still don't think we did this right i think we're i also am skeptical because okay so there's like this it's like a public art installation Mm -hmm. but it's like a pixelated red thing it kind of looks like an old like windows media visualizer yeah and there's, like, a thing that says, connect to the speakers to play your music on here. Yeah. So CG connected to the speakers. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, what, 1 a.m.? Yeah. Something like that. Like, midnight at best. Midnight at best. And blared same love. But I am, like, 80% okay. sure. Okay, I don't dare you to. You da- I was going to say, I did not come up with same love. <laughs> Oh yes, I dared you to play Same Love and you did. However, I'm pretty sure it was just... I think you just connected to someone's speakers in their apartment. It was coming from such a random spot. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, no. If they have like... Oh, right, right. It's all coming back. There were speakers Mm -hmm. like right outside someone's apartment. Like next to their AC. And I blared Same Love and I probably... I hope that person wasn't home. Same. If they were, I would have res- deserved whatever. Yeah, like they should have like thrown eggs at us or something. Yeah, tomatoes. Yeah, and it would have been fair. I forgot that I played same love. <laughs> you want a mamba? Sure. I don't know what flavor that is. Peach passion fruit. Great. This one's orange. I um, tried this cookies and cream coffee bang energy drink. And it made me want to die. Oh my god, I tried a Molo cup for the first time at the same time. Have you had a Molo cup? I haven't. Is it like a Reese's cup but with marshmallow? So, it, it, that's the idea of it. I didn't, okay, also the gas station I got it from. I've never had a not stale candy from there. One time someone asked me to buy them a baby bottle pop but they only had like off-brand pacifiers <laughs> were the same thing but it was just so like the candy was hard so i tried this molo cup and it was just the marshmallow was just so wet i was gonna ask like how soft was it it was so gross do you think that's probably what they all taste like I'm going to say no, but I'm not interested in trying one anytime soon. <laughs> but, like, I still want to go to the Molo Cup factory. Right. we got to do that. What are yeah. we waiting for? It's so close. I feel like something else happened. Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, done. Stranger Things, out. Yeah, I heard it's good. Or something. I haven't watched the last, like, two and a half seasons. I have, but I remember thinking, like, it had gone too weird in season three. The kids are so big. They're... Yeah, I mean, they also got, they've gotten really deep into, like, the lore of all that sci-fi stuff, which is fine, but, but they've lost you, some of the, the charm of the stuff. first season. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel similar. 
I've been trying to watch the Umbrella Academy for, like, since it came out. And I always end up watching, like, a few episodes and I'm really into it for, like, a week and then I forget about it. Every time I watch it again, I get really into it. But the third season's coming out soon. And I'm, like, halfway through the second season. And from what I can tell from the third season, I think they're just going deeper and deeper into, like, a time lock thing. Like, just going into different time periods. Yeah. But I'm like, are we ever going to get out of this? Like, it's getting a little too into its own thing. I think they jumped into it, and then we're like, oh, this, we got to keep this show going. And the only way is to keep going into different time lapse. Huh. I still like it a lot. Well, you're a big Elliot Page head. I am. Is that why you started watching it? Or didn't? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've... Elliot Page and Gerard Way's comics, so. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Otherwise, I would not have watched it. If it weren't for the two of them, I... After Jessica Jones, I can't watch, like, superhero shows like that. Did Jessica Jones damage you or something? No, Jessica Jones was just so good that anything I try to watch after that, of that same style, is just boring. Also, Jessica Jones, it's annoying to say, but because there was just so much more depth to it than usual. Yeah. But it's because it was a girl. And they, like, made her... Like, actually have feelings. Right. It wasn't even, like, love interest stuff, but, like, they made it more interesting. Good. I haven't <sighs> listened to the new Post Malone album yet. I didn't even know it was out till you just said that it a minute out, ago. Like, today. Or last night. Oh, okay. It's still possible. I appreciate you acknowledging yeah. it was possible that I could have listened to it in the past 11 hours, but right. I did not. Right. We listened to Jack Carlos at right. midnight, unfortunately. Yes, we did. Um, speaking of, the Churchill Downs video came out. Oh my god! I don't know if I've mentioned- That's the one with Drake, right? Uh-huh. I don't know if I've mentioned it. That song made me want to chop my ears off. That is, I don't understand. Are people Vienna? Come here, Vienna. You're so predictable. Let me put the cat away. I mean, if she was gonna mind her own business. Churchill Downs video came out. I don't understand why people are like, "This is by far the best song on the album." It's just because Drake's on it. Yeah, it's like they're trying to do something that they can't do. Yeah, it does make more sense with the music video. So basically, they they take, like, the song itself, they take, like, um, a sample of someone singing. I don't know what the sample is. I looked it up. It's a harpist named Miriam Ado, I think. I found it on a Drake subreddit. But it's, like, it's, like, a a woman singing slowly. Uh And they just rap straight over it. Mm-hmm. without like really changing anything up and it's a lot of just like jack harlow posturing about how he like made it so much farther than anyone thought he would it's also a lot of drake i mean drake just doing the same exact thing and them just like jerking each other off yeah the so flow isn't good the rhymes the aren't good so bad. it's the beats there's no like there's no beat it's it doesn't just that sample yeah it doesn't sound like a song they put together Right, it sounds really, like, bare bones, but the video kind of, I kind of understood what they were going for a little bit more, because it takes place at the Kentucky Derby. I was wondering if it did. And it kind of looks like a Renaissance painting or something. They're all, like, dressed in, like, 
Jack pastels that they're whole white suit yeah he's wearing a white suit and there's a lot of like slow motion of horses and all this and i kind of get them going for like that an expensive sense. lo-fi thing right that actually makes sense with the song and i didn't get that from just the song which i think means the song's a bit of a failure <laughs> right that makes sense why drake was at the kentucky derby with him right it was for this video <laughs> I did not particularly like that. I don't like seeing Jack Harlow rich. I mean, to be blunt it's about not, it. It's not appealing. Yeah. He's got absolutely no edge. He had no. He had very little edge to begin with. Right. So, that video, that, that happened. So I don't. I've never gotten into Drake. Not a Drake head. Mm-hmm. I can only sometimes know when it's him. Like obviously the big songs. Right. Don't really care about him. Do his songs usually sound like this song? Because like okay, this isn't like it's way outside of his. Sounds boundaries. like. Like Kendrick can do the thing where it's like a beat that you wouldn't imagine with that flow, but obviously makes it work. He makes work 10 out of 10 times. Every single time. But that, I was always like, wow, Kendrick's really good for doing that. And like, Kanye has a couple songs where you can pull that off. And it felt like Drake was trying to do that. And it just doesn't work. But I'm like, is this what he always does? I don't think that's, I don't think that's exactly what he always does. I don't know him that well. Probably like, I've probably listened to him more than you have, but like, I'm still not. I would call myself she looks educated. Depressed. She does. She's staring out the window. Her head's on the wall. <laughs> like I'll be free one day. So, do you know about the Hulu show about the Sex Pistols? No. I swear to God, it must have just dropped like this week. I've never heard of it. Okay, so what happened was this man was telling me this is so long winded. I needed to, we needed to record this podcast today or I would lose this train of thought. Right. This man on the phone at my job was telling me that New York City has gone to shit and that everybody who lives there is like the protagonist of the Clockwork Orange. Right. So I went ahead and immediately got the audiobook for Clockwork Orange because I just have mad audiobook credits I need to use and listened to the whole fucking thing in like one day. Basically, I mean, this guy's full of shit. He's just being weird. The guy on the phone has absolutely no idea what the Clockwork Orange is about, but it's like the jaded youth of England having all these problems and being punk as fuck and like, you know, fighting and being violent as a way to express themselves. And then the state retaliating against them through this treatment where they have to, like, watch horrible movies, which Mm -hmm. I think is what Stanley Kubrick capitalized on when he made, like, the visual version of this story. Also, another thing to note as far as the book is concerned, in the book, there is a 21st chapter that was not published in America that makes it so that all of the youth are, you know, they eventually come to their senses and they want to be married and calm down. They cut that chapter out in the u.s and then when stanley kubrick made the movie he doesn't have that section where he comes back around so that's why i thought the customer was full of shit because they didn't ever read the 21st chapter because it wasn't even available there's two stories of clockwork orange and it's because american publishers didn't want to give the last chapter where the punk kid just becomes a normie that is some relevant context i've learned since our recording so i was i had already 
I had just finished reading that. And they use a lot of, like, strange slang in Clockwork Orange. Like, they only call mouth a rot. And so I had all this... And I listened to the audiobook, so I had, like, an honest-to-God English person <laughs> speaking yeah. it into my ears. <laughs> then I was also... I reread the Hubert Selby Jr. book um, that Alt-J took inspiration from, from their, like, really dark songs, which is Last Exit to Brooklyn, which is New York City, but it's the same kind of thing where it's just, like, violence in the streets, whatever, whatever. And I had already gotten the name Johnny Rotten stuck in my head because I think I've fallen down a Sex Pistols hole in the past and Mm -hmm. just, like, forgotten about it. But I was already thinking about that partly because of, I mean, just because of all this. And then I opened up Hulu and it was right at the top. And I was like, this is divine intervention. I must watch this entire show from beginning to end immediately. Right. So I did... And I hope a real Sex Pistols fan hears me describe this. What do you know about the Sex Pistols, first of all? Um, I've listened to them a little bit. I don't really know anything about them. I know they're like a punk band from England. Right. So probably like 10 years ago, listened to them a lot, but like right. haven't really thought about listening to them again. So if the Hulu show is at all accurate, it seems like there's a manager, Malcolm McLaren, who ran a fashion boutique with Vivian somebody who ended up being Vivian Westwood later. She married somebody. Why are you giving me this look? I'm just thinking about you watching this show and you also, like, obsessing with Pam and Tommy. Yeah, no, I'm into the Hulu biopic show. It's not that. It's that I know you're not going to go and listen to the Sex Pistols or whatever. What's no Tommy chance. Lee's band? Motley Crue. Motley Crue. Uh, you, like, you have no, no interest. But I like the idea of you knowing so much of their history. I want like, I want Iggy Pop to release a Hulu documentary for you to never <laughs> listen to Iggy Pop, but just know so much about him. Do you think this was because of uh, the time I bought Steven Tyler's autobiography? <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that, too. Never listen to Aerosmith. Not interested. Okay, so, Sex Pistols. So, Vivian Westwood and Malcolm, whoever, ran a boutique that they were trying to do, like, they were trying to sell, like, punk clothes. Uh They ended up putting together a band. It was, like, this manager's... It was kind of like the X Factor putting together One Direction, Mm -hmm. but it was from the perspective of, like, fuck the establishment, Let's get, like, the ugliest people worst at playing instruments together and make them be a band. And they also had, I mean, like, the anarchist aspect of it was real because they were, like, real just, like, street people. Mm -hmm. But it seems like this manager was also constantly, like, poking and prodding them to keep them fighting so that they would continue to just be, like, violent and never get too big of a head about being like rock stars right assuming this hulu documentary is accurate he would like do stuff like send them to super upper class ballrooms to perform so that everyone hated them and then like they would start a riot or like he sent them on a tour in america only through the south (sighs) so that they just had like mad protesters saying they were like of the devil or whatever so there was all this like really constructed stuff that made it that heightened their brand and it's also possible that the manager was also like calling in complaints to radios and stuff just to like get them up but you know there's all this like fun music history in the show because like they reached number one on the radio but still weren't played on the radio (laughs) like as they were climbing the charts they were like we they have to play us if we get to number one never did never did 
eventually, so this is going off in a few directions. I think you'll see where this is going. Eventually, one of the members, Sid Vicious, who I also knew his name. I don't know when the fuck I looked up the Sex Pistols in the past. I cannot place it. Sid, Sid Vicious. Sid, wait, does it go over Sid and Nancy? Yep. Ah, uh, love them. I know more about Sid and Nancy together and Sid Vicious than I know about the other sex ones pi- sex pistols yeah it's mostly following um steve jones from the start okay. who i wouldn't have known his name otherwise but i uh, think i've made multiple sid vicious references to you like sid and nancy over and you went over your head every time mm-hmm. and i try to explain it and then i'll catch like, it now yep they sid yeah so sid vicious ods um, it seemed like part of the manager's plan, kind of. He was, like, yeah. more than okay with one of the Sex Pistols dying. I don't think he even cared which one. Yeah. Which obviously got me thinking about Lil Peep. All right. Lil Peep was also, um, sort of neglected by his management team and ended up ODing <clears throat> pretty young in Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. And... I guess I was a little bit bummed that nothing has changed <laughs> in the, all those years. Yeah. Like, that you can still just, like, churn out, like, a disenfranchised youth and, like, just run their life out to the end. That kind of bummed me out. Right. Uh, that, and I was also thinking about 6 9 who will never be played on the radio. Never. And even oh, when he's got shit that's really big, they won't play him. Right. Uh, but like the more places he's banned from, the more interest he gains. Right. And <laughs> I was thinking about because there it seemed like there was like maybe a little point where because there was an original member Glenn who was like grammar school boy, didn't dress like the rest of them, like, was the only person who had enough schooling to read the contract, and he was, like, skeptical of it, like, described it to everybody. They end up forcing him out of the band because he, like, doesn't fit the look, and that's when they bring in Sid Vicious, who's obviously just a chaotic nightmare who literally can't play an instrument. Right. They get to a point with Glenn still in the band where it seems like they could actually just be a band. Like, Johnny Rotten's kind of, like, cooled off a little bit with being fucking awful to everybody, and, like, they actually could just, like, get famous and rich. Yeah. Except that their manager's taking all their money, and he doesn't want them to f- be famous. He wants them to be, like, the face of the revolution, and yeah. you're not revolutionary if you're, like, rich and comfortable. Right. So he just he kept throwing curveballs, yeah. which... <laughs> so I was on a whole thing this morning, but... um. I was thinking about Drake in that fucking Jack Harlow song because he has this line about how, like, he's so rich he's not even relatable anymore. And I was thinking about Ricky Gervais, like, scraping the bottom of the barrel in his comedy special, and he literally says, like, I'm not relatable anymore because I've had money for too long. And it's like, I kind of wonder if there's enough of a gap between the 1% and everybody else that the second your idols cross into the 1%, they're done. What? Come on, Ryuk. Ryuk. No one asked you to sit there and yell. You have. You don't even. Li- you. It's because Ryuk likes Drake, so she's offended. She's a big Drake fan. Ryuk, we get it. You love Drake. Mm, you actually really can't make relatable music as a very rich person. 
But also especially, well, like, I mean, also like, I'm sure Ricky Gervais. I know he was like a comic before, and he had like some. He had some standing. Like the first thing he did, he, The Office wasn't the first thing he did. Like he had some recognition at that point, but that was like one of the first things that like launched him. Like one of the biggest things he did, and that was just being a, like literally working in an office, being a dud. Yeah, you know. So like, and then Jack Harlow's old songs were just about being some boy in Kentucky. Right. So like, especially if your content is about being. That which I mean, most people are. They're just writing about their lives, right? And then jumping into doing whatever you want. I don't know. Yeah, you lose the thread a little. Yeah. I mean, like someone like Taylor Swift has been writing love songs, right? Which so, you like, can do at any right level. Right. I mean, Six Nine is still writing songs that sound like Six Nine. Well, that's because, I mean, he didn't get anywhere. Yeah. like he He's not some... invited to the Met Gala. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 6 9 never got to get there. Right. And they tried to, they did do that to the Sex Pistols. Right. They didn't let them go anywhere. They kept them fighting in the streets, cutting themselves with bottles. Like, mm-hmm. also trigger warning on that fucking show, by the way. A lot of blood. <laughs> blood warning. Who played Sid Vicious? Some kid. He actually looked a lot like real Sid Vicious. The rest of them were kind of not as accurate. Mm-hmm. Which I would know as a big fan of the Pistols. Who <laughs> who did the docuseries? Directed by Danny Boyle, who's known for 127 hours. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, also, the only thing they watch in that entire show... It's the fucking members of the Sex Pistols sitting on a couch watching a movie, and it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <gasps> okay, in Danny Boyle's defense, he also did Slumdog Millionaire and 28 Days Later. But let's be honest, 127 hours is What's his peak. peak? Yeah. <sighs> let's see, written by Steve Jones. That's probably why it centers him. Oh, because he has a book, so it's based on his book. Oh. I mean, I think when you get to a certain part of the 1%, your whole life, like, your idea of everything has to just change. Right. I don't fault anybody for it. No. It's just, like, there's no way you can stay in touch with what anyone else right. feels. Maybe with someone like Taylor Swift, it's, like, young enough. Because I'm also thinking of Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. They were never the public, really. Like, for a short enough time that, like, they pretty much only know the famous life. The super famous the life? The super famous life. Right. What about someone like uh, Pete Davidson? He's gonna lose his edge real soon. Okay, I will say, though, um, tattoos give an illusion of being That's humble. True. Even with Justin Bieber. But, like, Post Malone. Post Malone looks, he looks never... like he spent more time talking to public people than Jack Carlo, just because he's he gotten so many shitty tattoos. That's true. That's a really good point. Or something, you know, right. like, fucked up hair or something. Right, Once and, you- like, I'm thinking about, too, that, that photo of Adam Sandler eating a pickle, just, like, wearing sweatpants, and everyone's like, oh, my God, he's so relatable, he's just like us, and, like, people doing their whole Dude, thing. Dude, yeah, it doesn't and, take that much to convince you. Which makes me laugh, because I'm like, yes, and... He also... <laughs> like, he hasn't hurt for money in a while. Right, like, he's fine. 
I think maybe that's part of it is like at this point in America and probably also other places, hurting for money is such a big part of everyone's lives. Yeah. <laughs> like, that like, oh, he wears a shirt like me. He is like me. Right. Like, so, but the second you take away the hurt for money. Yeah. I cannot comprehend your life anymore. I don't relate to Adam Sandler. Mm-mm. No. Does he have student loans? Mm-mm. Me either. We have a lot in common. <laughs> This is this is <laughs> yeah. Like not knowing how much a bag of chips costs. Yeah, I know how much it costs, and I can't afford some of them these days. Where, what chips? I fucking did. I sent you oh, a wait, picture. You me that. There was a bag of pita chips. That? It was at Giant Eagle. It was a bag <laughs> of pita chips, and it was like. There's, like, it wasn't a huge bag. It was, like, the family size? Yeah, like, probably, like, five servings or something. Right. Instead of, like, the little baby bag. The, sl- the slightly bigger bag was going for ten fucking dollars. Was it Stacy's? Yeah. I get They're that it's so a more expensive, expensive brand. So ten dollars for a bag of chips. Well, it's, like, four dollars for the small one. It is, yeah. So, like, that's so annoying. But I I was blown away. I was like, I cannot... Well, I mean, I've also... I mean, chips in general. I'm buying a lot of chips. Right. Like, I, even, like, Lay's or something, it's like $6 for yeah. that bigger bag. No, yeah. See, but you... why am I fucking counting my pennies to buy a bag of chips while Jack Harlow's at the Kentucky Derby? Just fucking around. Just fucking yeah. around with Drake. Yeah. And it's a different thing, too, when especially rappers early on are, like, dreaming of, like, oh, all the... All the jewelry That's like and everything. a thing with a rap arc that is hard for me sometimes. Because it's just like... That's... I that's mean, that's such goal. a big part of like rap and hip-hop in the beginning is always a struggle. But then they get money and then... Since... I mean, you can't blame them either because it's such a part of... If they're rapping about the struggle in the beginning, then that's something that's to their core. So when they have all this fancy shit, they're going to want to talk about it. Right. And it's, well, yeah, I mean, I think rappers in general just become less relatable. That's why they have to go down, like, the then get dark thing. But I think Jack Carla's not there, which he tried to do. It also makes me think of how Eminem's probably done and needs to stop talking. Mm-hmm. Like, he already, no, he's stop. so far gone. We don't get you anymore. You can just go home. Right. Just call it a day. Another really great rapper. I didn't read into this. I just saw like a one-off tweet about it. Don't know if this was an interview from a long time ago. Don't know what this is. Uh, But it was about Shaq. Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal. And it was just like a line that said, Well, I live in a 30,000 square foot home alone, so clearly I messed up somewhere. I just I've been thinking about that tweet about Shaq a lot. I want to hear Shaq's album in 2022. I watched an episode of the Treehouse Masters, where they just build treehouses. It's my favorite show. There's just no drama. They're just so excited to be building treehouses for people. They build a treehouse for Shaq, and they made the steps big enough for his feet. And he like cried when he walked up the stairs because he's never stepped on a stair that's big enough for his feet. They're like three feet long. <laughs> he has a big ass shoe. <laughs> they built them for his, for his little cigar ha- tree house. That's so cute. 
I think Jack. It's Shaq. I don't... It depends. Is his, is his... He's got a whole other thing. He's got a whole athletic career. I don't know about athletes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you get Jack Harlow and the sex, the remaining members of the Sex Pistols in a room. What are they talking about? I have no clue. Did the Sex Pistols ever get their money? Um, okay, yeah. Now it's probably a good time to mention that we recorded this, like an hour before Johnny Rotten decided to announce that he was a weird Republican or Trumper or whatever. So just keep that in mind for the rest of this conversation. We would, I don't think either of us support Johnny Rotten actually, but we also didn't know that he was like a flagrant Republican in 2022. They must've gotten money at some point, right? right? Like they're just such a big name. If Steve Jobs could write this book, Steve Jones, pretty sure it was steve jobs <laughs> he had to go <laughs> he couldn't get any money from the sex pistols so he had to go start apple <laughs> yeah i mean johnny rotten's still around i don't know you should get a tattoo that says johnny rotten wow that is a great idea where should i get it on your foot that is <laughs> horrible <laughs> that is a horrible just like up the side of my foot yeah imagine that is the worst tattoo idea i've ever heard of <laughs> where would you put it nowhere first of all <laughs> but if it had to be somewhere it would not be my foot <laughs> lower back <laughs> oh my god just getting someone's name like that <laughs> I've always thought about getting um the name Andy tattooed on the bottom of my foot from Toy Story. Mhm. Yeah, that'd be really good. I thought about it for years and it wasn't until recently that I was like that means that I'm a toy who belongs to someone named Andy. And it finally became gross to me. You finally registered why like, that's not rec- a like cute. within the last couple of years I was like that's gross. But I've been thinking about this tattoo idea for at least 20 years. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that math checks out. Uh, I also want to say, in this Hulu thing, they really blurred what happened to Nancy. Not not visually blurred. We got to see plenty. But, like, I was very confused watching it without knowing anything about them. Why Sid was being arrested. Uh, Interesting. Which, I don't know how they fucking fucked that up. Because he just comes in and Nancy's dead. I thought she killed herself. No, he stabbed her like 27 times. Well, I think this is trying to imply that someone else stabbed her. Because I looked into it and there's like a theory that someone was trying to rob their apartment and stabbed her. And then he came in and found her. The weapon was there. He didn't flee or anything. I think it could go either way. I wasn't there. He was on a lot of drugs. He even if he didn't know what he was doing, they were both violent. Yeah, especially was... him. He was on a lot of drugs. <laughs> he was on a lot of drugs. Also, no of... one ever thought he wouldn't kill her. Right, that was never <laughs> like completely off the table. Yeah, and yeah, and then he went to Rikers and went got out on bond or bail. Yeah, for like one day and OD'd. Yeah, 
But they made it. They made you feel bad for Sid the whole time. I and never not thought the fact that Nancy was murdered. They kind of yeah. Nancy. They're like Nancy's Yoko Ono, and Sid is a poor kid. I hate that. I've yeah. I didn't really get it. And at some point, they tried to make us feel compassionate towards Nancy. But then when she died, it was really like, oh, she, her crazy lifestyle is now another burden Sid has to bear. That's kind of how it came off to me. Like now he's seen the love of his life dead. Oh. And that's, he's never going to survive that because he already is so close to the edge. How long was this show? Six episodes. Was it like an hour? Mm-hmm. And uh, Chrissy Hind of The Pretenders, yeah, is in. She's a big character in the show because she dates Steve Jones. Oh, I love The Pretenders. She seems so cool. I love them. They're they give her a lot band. of time. She's a good character in that show. Ooh, that makes me want to watch it. Yeah, no, it like it would be worth watching. I like watching her and Steve Jones, and then the rest of them. I'm like, okay. Hmm. I mean, Sid was literally just, like, he was there for the publicity. Like, they put him in the band to make it more public while someone like Steve Jones is just standing there, you know? Have you ever seen the show or the movie The Runaways? No. I have it on DVD. Do you want to watch it? Yeah. you know what it is? No. Um, The Runaways was, a ba- was like, this punk band that Joan Jett was in first before she was Joan Jett. Mm-hmm. And Kristen Stewart plays Joan Jett. And, uh... This is just now coming up. Um, fuck. You've been. Oh my god, what's the girl's name? It was like a big child actor when we were growing up. We haven't really seen her or anything in a long time. Ashley Tisdale. No, not a Disney kid. Or a Nickelodeon kid. Dakota Fanning. Yes. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Dakota Fanning plays the other main girl. I can't think of her name. Cherie something. Huh. Real, one of my favorite movies. I used to watch it like every day for like a few months. But that movie's really cool. Kristen Stewart does a good Jones at. Next week on Jawbreaker. <laughs> Joan Jet, Kristen Stewart. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill. Sid Vicious, Nancy, and Jack Carl. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was going to say, I'll let you answer that one. (laughs) I'd rather leave Sid Vicious out of it. No, yeah. I don't think he (laughs) needs to be there. Drake. Ricky Gervais. Johnny Rotten. Do you think Drake and Ricky Gervais would have a lot to talk about? I could picture them talking. Ricky Gervais would be like, oh, you're the lesbian, right? Yeah. Oh, I love lesbians. Not really. Hate them. <laughs> they won't gay. suck my cock. <laughs> Thanks, Ricky. I think they would actually get along pretty well. I don't know why I think that. Drake's Canadian, right? So they both know what it's like to be not American. Um, okay, Drake, Rich, Ricky Gervais, and Johnny Rotten. Yep. I just thought of such a cursed answer. Go You're on. gonna hate it. I can't wait. I'm going to marry Johnny Rotten. I know, bud. I'm going to kill Drake and fuck Ricky Gervais. <laughs> fucking insane answer. <laughs> wow, 
I can't believe you're anti-Canadian like that. <laughs> I'm killing Gervais. That's a good answer. <laughs> I didn't think about that one. <laughs> Not happy about this, but I'm going to marry Drake and fuck Johnny. Yeah, Drake would get me in where I'm trying to go. No, wait. I was going to say I'll marry Gervais and fuck rotten why are you killing drake so hard what <laughs> and if i marry gervais then he can get me in with some people yeah you would get in with the office crowd you'd yeah. also be married to ricky gervais but i'd be friends with mindy kaling and i bet you mindy kaling probably knows rachel dratch so then like the three of us are just gonna hang out and like open a bar together and then drake will be dead and drake will be dead Mindy Killing would be sad about that, I think. Okay, that's probably enough from us. <laughs> Maybe I can change Ricky. 